if I say, hey, ah, fuck, I'm really feeling like I want to get out. I want to leave. I want to, I want to be free of this life. What's the best that happens? Hi, this is Garrick Reed. Mac Hansen and I are talking about the taboo subject of suicide. The best that happens is my parents call, but let's say that doesn't happen. Let's say my mom doesn't check Facebook. <laughs> uh, oh, I get some messages from a stranger, or I get um, a well-worded, hey, you know, I've been there, I'm with you, man. I'm still sitting alone in my room. I'm still sitting alone thinking about how I want to get out of this, you know. Whereas there was a time when if you wanted to reach someone, let's say it's the 70s. If I wanted to reach somebody, I had to go to their house. I had to call them. And because of that, the limited, the, the limited, um, reachability when you call somebody they pick up they're either not there or they pick up even growing up as a kid in the early 2000s and late 90s we picked up the house phone every time it rang whether or not it was a number we recognized mm-hmm. uh and now let's let's make another point of me i mean this is this is true of all of us i have 76 unlistened to voicemails. I have a missed call today. I have I agree. Let me, in let the me, past let me week. In. in the past week, I have missed 30 calls. I I have I, I, there are three calls in a row that I missed of my friend Garrett. Just from today alone, I've missed uh three, four, five, six, oh, Okay, today and yesterday, over 10, 12 calls. My friend Noah, my friend Noah, maybe I should, my friend um, just had his girlfriend move to South America to work at 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 a shelter, at a sanctuary for animals. They're not broken up. They're, he's not going with her. And they now have ended, I guess this is a year and a half, two year long relationship. He just texted me and said, I just saw it. Fuck. That sucked. He, I, I, I could have easily not seen that for six hours. I could have, I could be in bed right now. And he doesn't have a human, I'm the person that he reaches out to to say, hey man, I need like, I need a shoulder to cry on. I need an ear to lean, you know, to turn towards me, you know? Either, and I think there's there's a certain amount of resilience that comes with, and Noah, I will respond once we're done here, but um, I think on one level, having the, the human communicate, just the, there's an inherent, what's the right word? There's an empathy that's born out of being in someone's physical presence. I like you more now than I did before because I have now spent more time with you in a place physically together. We have not 
gotten to know each other better in our intimate histories and, and what we think and believe. But because I've looked into your eyes, I, I believe myself to know you better. And I have more of an emotional connection with you. But I don't have that with, you know, with the buddy that I occasionally text. I don't have that anymore. And, and, and so on one side, the emotional connection is gone, is lessened. It's not as readily available. But also at the same time, if I'm in the 70s and I, and I know, okay, I've called everybody that I need to call or that I know to call and I can't get a hold of anybody to talk to, because there is a certain amount of definitiveness, I feel like, and this is just me, you know, talking out of my ass, but I think when there is something definitive, which is to say, all right, I don't have another option. I don't have anyone to talk to. I think that builds resilience. I think it builds grit and character. Um, and there's there's a to-be quote guy, Bible guy, uh, Romans 5.3. Tri- no, and this is, I'm paraphrasing a little bit. Know that tribulation produces perseverance, and perseverance character, and character hope. What I like about this, which is to say, and I like to, I like to change the words a little bit, which is suffering leads to character, leads to perseverance. Um, I think I think that's more you know character uh, suffering leads to perseverance. Perseverance leads to grit, which is to say, staying power. It's my ability to survive it. And then because of grit, because you have survived it, you then have hope. What I like about that is is it says hope is not a blind thing. It's not this belief that things will occur, that w- things will go well. But in fact, hope is by defi- by that definition, the the understanding that things will go poorly, but you can change the outcome, that you can survive it. And so, when I think back. When I think of, of, of previous eras of, of humanity, of our society, uh, I think that moment when you know that you've done everything you can, I think you're left only with the option of either ending it, if we're talking about suicide, ending it, or becoming galvanized becoming stronger for it it's the same way i feel about faith it's the same way i feel about most things if if you doubt it and return to it uh, in the case of faith then it is stronger because you you've still returned to it you've survived doubting it right if i have survived the desire to kill myself i have a, 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 a larger vigor for life in the ideal world I think it's important to mention. I mean, Garrick, would you call me a relatively positive guy? Would you say that I'm a positive person? I'd say you're probably one of the most positive people I know. Okay. That, thank you. That's a big vote of confidence. I, I, I will say the only people who disagree with you in that statement are probably my mother and father. Just because I feel very willing, I feel very comfortable in expressing my inner rage and pain and and, um, negativity. I am generally viewed as a positive person. 
Of course I've thought about killing myself. What? Everyone in this world has thought about killing themselves. We've talked about this. Everyone here, for a brief moment, an errant thought, perhaps, but a thought that has occurred to you was, what if, what if I just dip out? What if I get out of here? What if I kill myself, jump off this building, jerk the wheel, fucking fall on this knife? Everyone has had a brief, maybe, you know, a perhaps brief fleeting moment of, maybe I should kill myself. They had that thought. Just once, I'm positive that every single person has. So, to the person who's sitting there going, I feel like I'm alone in this. No, dude. What you are is in a world filled with people who decide every day to live. And that's kind of awesome. That's the thought that re that returns to me. Every person that you interact with, every living being, decided that day, somewhere subconsciously, to survive this day, to continue living. And I think that's kind of beautiful. You may not be connected with them. You may not know them. You may not care about them. They may not care about you. But... You're not alone in, one, questioning why you're here, questioning whether or not you should be, whether you want to be, and you won't be alone in deciding to live another day. That again was my good friend, Mac Hansen. We had this discussion about two years ago when I myself was dealing with suicidal thoughts. I found it incredibly hard to speak to even one of my closest friends about suicide, and therefore I felt it was extremely necessary to broadcast this conversation. Mac is currently about to embark on a nationwide tour with his band Joshua and the Holy Rollers. You should check them out at joshuaintheholyrollers.com and buy their music on iTunes or Amazon. Thanks again for checking out my podcast. Keep an eye out for future episodes and never forget that there's always someone out there to talk to. Thanks for listening. The music for this podcast was brought to you by Anna Lading and myself, uh, but mostly Anna Lading.